0: This story I'm about to tell you tonight is called You Need to Stop Reading Right Now From user Alex Androvich. Sit back, relax, and fall asleep as you listen to our tales I can't It's very hard to think Hard to breathe Harder still to keep my hands steady enough to type this I've posted before About them, it's difficult To describe where I've been and the things I've seen But I'll try. I have to. The best way I can explain is with a book. Any book. Our reality, or whatever term you prefer, is a page in this book. The history of our reality, from the first spinning atom to the last, is written on that page. Our page. On the next page is a nearly identical story with only slight changes. As you move through the book, away from our page, the story gets further and further from the one we know and experience. This is where the analogy breaks down. We think in three dimensions, length, width, and height. From our position, we can also see and experience time. That's just our page though. While many others may be similar, many more are not. Some realities are wildly different. Some are even sentient and can move through the book, through dimensions, exploring other pages. That's how they found us. On our page, life crawls upwards, word by word, to sentience. All natural life in our universe is the product of evolution. That's how our reality is structured. With evolution comes many biological developments, and one of the most powerful is fear. Humans can be classified as predators now, but in historical terms, that's a relatively recent evolution. It wasn't all that long ago we were prey on the savannah. Fear is a major part of our survival mechanism, our motivation, our parental instinct. It drives our best choices and our worst mistakes. It's like a hot coal on a cold night, comforting at a safe distance and less appealing when cupped in your hands. It is a powerful part of the human condition. We have industries built around trying to evoke it. We have fields of medicine oriented around suppressing it. Some of us love it and some hate it. Some people are even obsessed with it. So, it's not too difficult to accept that in one of these other nearby realities, one of these other pages, there could exist a collective of entities that are nourished by fear. Our fear. It gets worse. I'll stick with the book analogy for now, but the following will stretch it. The story of our reality is made from the words on the page. Those words imprint on reality. When you choose a blue shirt instead of a red shirt on the sale rack, Some element of the grand story of our universe is then scribed onto the vellum of time. It's easy to say this while holding the metaphorical book in our hands, but our reality, our human reality, is that we don't see anything but our current moment being written. We can look into the past, but we cannot go there. We can go into the future, but we cannot see there. Beneath our reality, between the lines of our story, is the data layer. It's each letter, each serif and shoulder, spur and stem every bit of punctuation in grammar. It's the ever-mutable, rigidly unyielding syntax of existence. Each mode of matter in each moment of the universe is identified and boiled away to its component architecture. Without it, there is no story through time, and without the story through time, the data layer is. Not, in general, we can't access this data layer. Some would argue we can't even affect it, that the story of the future has already been written, and we run on rails from birth to death. You know better though, I hope. Our reality and the data layer beneath it are entwined. A change in one changes the other. Some people have experienced ESP or telekinesis. Some have seen inexplicable things. Others have been beyond the barrier of death and come back again. In our analogy, we can see these as errors or edits. Some among us can affect small edits to reality, but if the best among us writes like a child, then they write like Shakespeare, and they've proven him right. All the devils are here. Here's the story they penned for me. At first, I had no memory. I just simultaneously was and wasn't. It was eerily close to a meditative state but without the ability to stop. Slowly, with consciousness, my awareness seemed to leak backward through time and my mind sucked up drops of memory like an arid sponge. I'd warned people. I'd warned you of the threat. The mods. Then, a message. Then, my mind seized up as it recalled. A memory of solid fear. Like an ingot of hot steel in my brain. The phone rang and rang. Broken and bent by my increasingly crazed efforts. The phone had become little more than a mangled remnant of technology. A shattered icon of progress that represented a dead and distant past. Still, it rang. Down the trash chute. Back to bed, pillows clamped to my ears. Still, it rang. A noise came from just outside my ears. An old school rotary braying that wore my nerves raw. I don't know how long I held out, but eventually I broke and did the only thing I could think of. Hello, hello, this is a collect call from the dark. Would you like to accept the charges? I tried to say no, I really did. A simple word, yet even as I began to think of it, to form the shape of its sound in my mind, a great swell of panic arose in me, as of some great, hidden leviathan heaving itself up from a midnight sea. A terrible shape sculpted from shadows and ropes of writhing muscle flailing in the slow-motion violence of deep, dark water as the crest of the swell broke. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Froth and spray spumed outward around the thrust of a glossy black appendage with far, far too many joints. A sound could be heard in the maelstrom. A hundred hushed violins scratched a discordant wail that rode the waves out from the massive beast. And onto the shores of my beleaguered senses... With each uprush on the colorless sand, the sound ratcheted higher until the sound overwhelmed my fear and battered away my ability to perceive anything other than a threat. I barely managed to whimper, yes. With that, the noise ceased. Unexpectedly, I found myself crouched on the shore with my arms wrapped around my head in a futile parody of self-defense. My senses seemed to recover. Timidly, I glanced up at the ocean and nearly fell to my knees again. The great dark leviathan was still there, perching sedately some miles offshore, dominating the horizon of my mind. In some manner, I understood we were inside my own head, that this was some communion that could only take place in my imagination. Some error in my personality, some flaw of character had allowed this entity a beachhead in my mental firmament. A flicker of anger shivered through me at the violation, but was quashed by the ink-fleshed mountain of fear. Before, where its arms had flailed their way into my mind, now they, all of them, were anchored beneath the waves, each latched onto some memory or impetus or anxiety that I'd long drowned in the deeps. All appendages taut. when it moved, I moved. What it imagined, I experienced. What it chose, I did. How do you fight a mountain of terror? It flexed, and I awoke. When I came to, I was the puppet. This intruder in my mind, this malevolence from elsewhere, pulled my strings with precise intent. I went back to my original thread on Arnasleep and edited it. I explained that my warning had been an error. That the compromised mod team was no such thing, just a bunch of literary enthusiasts. With a knack for spooking people, everything was fine and I had been mistaken. It's been seven months since I've posted anything that might induce fear. The intervening time has been what I can only describe as a guerrilla campaign against the interloping behemoth of terror in my head whose tireless manipulations have had me sequestered for so long. We can be driven to almost any action or inaction through fear. And these things find it delicious. My mental martial efforts have yielded nothing until today. Today I stopped trying to excise this intruder. I accepted it, and its terror was a part of me. I brought the fear in. I let it sink into my darker depths. Now, as it sinks beneath the turgid surface of my mind, And all 40 years of the pain and doubt, joy and abandon, love and rage it has endured, I can see the monster flounder for the first time. Fear triumphs in isolation, but withers when embraced by the other manifold attributes of our humanity. We only survive by accepting the unacceptable parts of ourselves, not war with them. And so it was with this thing from elsewhere. Unfortunately, embracing is not eradicating. This entity from beyond will struggle eternally with me, rising to ascension then abating with the departing swash. Yet, for this moment, gulls screech languidly over the calm water of my mind, and I am free to tell you the terrible, awful truth. They feed off fear. They produce fear in me, and you. But they cannot connect with everyone. No more than a general can command each individual soldier in war. They need officers, evangelists, catspaws. They need creators and architects of imagination to sow the seeds of terror that they might harvest when ripe. I thought this just meant the mods. Their rules and ability to curate what readers see seemed like the most efficient method of subjugation. Just a few who would inspire the rest to generate the panic upon which they could feed. A multi-dimensional pyramid scheme of fear. I misjudged. We are also compromised. The posters. Those of us who share our unsettling experiences. They may not even recognize it, but the same horror from a different page rests in their minds as it does in mine the same dark cable winds out from their imaginations and snakes off into another realm where fear is succulent nectar some drips back here some sort of mental downwash our memories and experiences are marinated in it and served up to you as an indictment of all things safe and warm but every mode of dread that you consume from us is one more insidious anxiety that will grow in you like kudzu as it breaks you down and pulls your mind apart, it feeds them. We're the farmers and you. You're the crop. However, there is a slim sliver of silver lining. Anything that eats can starve. So, here is my final note on the matter. After many months of battle, I encourage you to do this. Let dread in. Don't dance about it like primitives around a crackling bonfire. Don't titter and point and flee and giddy, smiling panic. And certainly don't cower from the fear that is stoked within you by our words. Instead, make that fright a part of you. Pull it down into your unplumbed depths and let it thrash and struggle. Then, through the slow tides of time, watch it become no more separate from you than any other trauma you've incorporated into the ocean of your mind. We all have dark waters and the power to consign anything to them, even them. Once their incursion becomes a part of you, their influence will wither and wane and though it will always be there in some capacity, the umbilical of fear back to their page will run dry. The next time you read of an experience here, or anywhere, that sends that crawling itch of tension up your spine, don't fight it. Let the fear bloom within you and become a part of you. Then, and only then, will you have command over it. Command over yourself. Best of luck. Now, that was the end of my tale. I hope you enjoyed yourself listening while escaping the world you live in. That is all for today. Safe travels and a blessed day.